Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. This is Wednesday, November the 2nd, 2022, and this is episode number 120. 120 times I have said that intro. Constructive Liberty Podcast, intentionally designing a lifestyle of freedom. Sometimes I forget that part, but the tagline is important because that is what the podcast is all about, helping you and me, really me, is really helping me to live intentionally to create the life I want to live. And all I do is share those things with you. That's what I do on this podcast. So it's a way to help me sink those, that learning, to really sink it into my brain and to um, to really solidify it. Because you got to run those neural pathways over and over and over and over again for them to really stick. Now, I've got a little bit of a different setup here today. If you're listening to the audio, you won't catch it. But if you ever watch the video, I added another small little tiny screen down below here. And uh, I'm recording my podcast on video so that I have all these little pieces of content that whenever I do get time, I can come back in break them up, add little clips here and there, and uh, put that out on different channels to try to grow the podcast. Now, last month, we had the best month ever for downloads on the Constructive Liberty Podcast. And that's thanks to all of you guys, the listeners, guys and gals. Partly in, in uh, there's two different factors that contributed to the growth of the podcast. I, uh, I did the download numbers per episode did increase, not a whole ton, but a bit. You know, we're, we're up around 60 downloads per episode within like two weeks right now. And I did put out a few extra episodes last month. So that really ramped it up to, uh, we had 801 downloads. I know a lot of you guys are going to laugh at that. Those, those are small numbers for some people, but huge numbers for me, considering I've had months with 50 downloads. So yeah, (laughs) it is what it is. This is kind of a special episode because, uh, it's a very special day. Well, I guess, I mean, we'll get into that. It is my birthday. So I guess it's kind of a birthday episode. Happy birthday, me. Starting off with a quote of the day, uh, and since it is my birthday, I figured I'd do a quote of the day from me. Here's what I said, and this goes right along with the lifestyle design uh, theme of the show. You deserve everything you want in life to the exact degree you're willing to put in the effort it takes to achieve or create it. Let that sink in for a second. You deserve everything you want in life. You know, most people stop there. They think, well, I deserve it. If I want it, I deserve it in life. And what they mean by that is life owes it to me just because I exist. Whether I do anything to actually achieve it or not, I'm owed it. I deserve it. I want it. Give it to me. They stop with that first part. But you only deserve everything you want in life to the exact degree that you're willing to put in the effort it takes to achieve or create it. So as hard as you work for something, that is how much you deserve it. If you don't work for it at all, you don't deserve it. If you work your tail off to achieve it, that's how much you deserve it. 
Now, sometimes you have to adjust your actions because maybe the work that you're doing is not moving you in the right direction. Okay? The results that you get are in direct correlation to the work you're putting in. If you're not seeing the results that you want, it means that you're putting in the wrong work. And that is hitting me square between the eyes as I say that because I don't always see the results I want. And what that means is I'm not doing the work that I need to do to get the results I want. Which sucks because I don't like putting in work that I think is going to get me to a certain destination. And then it gets me somewhere else. I don't end up where I want to be. I don't like doing that. It's not fun at all. Not fun. Anyway, I want to share something with you. Product of the day today. Uh, it's it's a free product, okay? You're going to really enjoy it. If you're like me, you like setting goals. And there's right ways and wrong ways to go about setting goals. Towards the end of the year is often the time when I really sit down and take the time to plan out my goals for the following year. And it kind of goes right along with Nicole Sauce's from Living Free in Tennessee, along with her My Three Things. So what she does is has her My Three Things for life. Like, what do I want my life to look like? These are the three aspects of life that I want long term. And then she breaks that down into what three things do I need to work on this year to move me towards my long-term three things. And then breaks that down into by the quarter, by the month, by the week, by the day, so on and so forth. That is a right way to do it. But I don't know that she has a master class to help you through that. So I'm in a group online called the 48 Days Eagles. If you've ever heard of Dan Miller or read the book 48 Days to the Work You Love, he has an awesome community online. It is a paid community, but on November the 14th at 2 p.m. Central Time, he is doing a free masterclass to help you set goals for the coming year. Here's what he said. There's a book titled Five Frogs on a Log. The essence of the book is this. Five frogs were sitting on a log. Four decided to jump off. How many were left? It goes on to suggest that there were still five frogs on the log. The point is that there's a difference between deciding and doing. Because see, the four decided to jump off, but they didn't actually follow through. So if you're in the process of setting your goals for the new year, or maybe you've already set them, I want to invite you to this free masterclass. And again, it's put on by Dan Miller, the author of 48 Days to the Work and Life You Love. And it's called Goals and Then What? Again, 2 p.m. Central Time on Monday, November the 4th. The process of goal achieving isn't as cut and dry as it is just setting the goals. It's not about just setting the goals and then creating a to-do list so that you can achieve, you know, and check, check the boxes as you go throughout the year. It's more about setting the intention for your future, getting in the right mindset, establishing the right accountability, and finding the support you need to make your goals a reality. So in this masterclass, Dan is really going to unpack the goal setting process. And you can join that for free. Dan is a really awesome guy. I have not yet met him in person. I hope to one day, but I do plan to be there on this masterclass Monday, November the 14th at 2 p.m. Central Time. There is a link in the show notes where you can sign up for that masterclass. And he also has a free goal setting worksheet that you can download 
to uh, set your goals in the seven areas of life. And I'm going to have a link to that in the downloads as well. All he asks is for is an email address, which you can then unsubscribe from his list after you've downloaded the free uh, goal-setting worksheet. You're going to love it. On this day, 38 years ago, the cutest little baby boy in the world was born. Me. (laughs) Okay, and I know that because... My grandmother said I was the cutest little baby she had ever seen. And yes, I know she may have been biased, but I don't believe she was because she also said that my dad was the ugliest little baby that she's ever seen. So, you know, I don't I don't think that there's bias there when she said that I was the cutest little baby she'd ever seen. I'm going to roll with that one. I don't know what happened in the years since then. Uh, from the cute little baby boy to what I've turned out to today, but I just thought I'd throw that little anecdote in there. Yes, I am 36 years old today, November the 2nd, 2022. My wife has something planned for this weekend. I don't know what it is. She said, you must be home on Thursday evening, and you must be home all day on Saturday. So cancel any plans you've got. So don't know what's going on, but uh, she said, you may not have any plans for those times. So. I don't know. I'm hoping that I'll have some friends show up with a bunch of oysters and we'll, you know, have a little campfire, roast some oysters, throw back a few drinks. Uh, you know, nothing nothing too outlandish, but eh, it'll be a good time. Next segment is what I'm doing to generate income. And I had a great conversation with Brian Alexevich from the Lots Project podcast yesterday. And we were talking about things that we're doing to enable us the freedom to create the life we want or to live life how we want to live it. And there, there's a lot of different things that both of us are doing and trying and kind of doing the spaghetti method where we throw things at the wall and see what sticks. I don't know why that's a thing because who has ever actually thrown spaghetti at the wall to see if it would stick? But that's that's the terminology. So one of the things that we're trying is called affiliate marketing. Basically what you do in affiliate marketing is you promote other people's products and if you make a sale, then you earn a percentage of that. So how I'm doing that is both on my website, through the podcast, through videos that I make, I'll promote things like Dan Miller's 48 Days Eagles community, which is a paid membership. And you get to join that masterclass for free. But if you sign up to be a part of his membership, I will get a recurring commission for that. So I I think it's like 25% on that. So if I get four people to sign up to that membership, then my membership is free. But I'm a part of his community, whether y'all join it or not. So it doesn't really matter to me. I only promote products that I already use and that I like. A lot of people will just promote anything. There's a lot of really shady affiliate marketing people out there. But I only promote products so far that I use and that I like. So I've got some really stuff, really cool stuff coming that, uh, you fellow content creators may really like. But, uh, right. That'll, that'll all come with time. I'll probably do a few videos. I need more time to make videos and all the things, but I'm still doing my construction. I'm not making enough money 
through the podcast or through my coaching or through the affiliate marketing to be able to put enough time into it to make more money at it. But that will all come with time. So affiliate marketing is one of the things that I'm building on, that I'm adding to try to create some of that uh, some of that income to support the life that I want to live, that lifestyle of freedom. Again, I want to remind you, you can always join the chat on Telegram, t.me forward slash Constructive Liberty. That will take you to the Constructive Liberty channel where you will get notifications every time a podcast episode is released. And then from there, you can hit join chat and you can actually chat back at me, chat with people, other people that are in the community. It's not a very big community at this point. There's like five of us in there and it's not a busy chat. So if you're in a bunch of other chats, you know, this one won't like you won't go away and come back and have a thousand messages in this chat. You might have two. It's all good. It's growing. There's cool people in there. Anyway, go join the chat, t.me forward slash constructive liberty to join the chat. I did a little video the other day, actually my Monday night live stream, which I'm starting, started last week. The one I've got coming up is um, Monday evening, seven uh, November the 7th at 7 p.m. Central Time. It's a chat with David Vargas, who's a guy that I've been connected with on Facebook for a few years. And we're talking about understanding multiple streams of income. And I think that's something that to create a more resilient life, we need to have more than one stream of income. If you only have one stream of income, you're treading on dangerous ground. So if you are an entrepreneur and you sell one product, but you sell it to thousands of people, you don't need to consider that one stream of income. But if you sell one product on eBay or on Amazon or on Facebook or on one, um, on one platform, then you're trading on dangerous ground because if that platform cuts you off, then, you know, you're, you're sunk. You need to be building more platforms out, like have your own website and just be drawing people from social media or from other sales avenues like Etsy or eBay or Amazon, but draw those people to your website so that you can control the traffic. So there's different ways that you can go about building multiple revenue streams. Those are some of the things that I'm working on with, like I mentioned earlier, the affiliate marketing aspect. But that's uh, the video that I was talking about was building wealth. Or I, I mentioned that's one of the keys is wealth, one of the five keys of an impactful life. And what I said about wealth is that it will exponentially magnify your opportunity to impact not only yours and your family's life, but the lives of those you're called to serve. As Christians, we are gifted with likes, dislikes, uh, certain abilities, certain things that we're really good at, uh, unique personalities, and we're supposed to combine those to serve other people, using our God-given talents to make a difference in the lives of others. And the bigger your wealth 
the the greater your opportunity to impact other people. Because if you've got nothing, if you're homeless and have no money, you can't even take care of yourself and your family, you're not going to be able to help other people. But as you grow your wealth, you have more opportunity to give. You have more opportunity to serve. You can take more time to go help people. You can give to people that are in other countries and support them to serve, to use their gifts to serve other people. Your, your opportunity for impact is exponentially magnified the more wealth you have. So wealth is not bad. It's how you use it. As with everything in life, the thing itself is not bad. It's how it's used. Okay, I want you to get that. Become wealthy so that you can support more people. Make a greater impact for the kingdom of God. Moving on to the main topic, better memories through journaling. Now, I am not a huge journaler. I try to uh, occasionally, you know, I should more often, but I try to at least um, jot down you know, at the end of the day, I try to at least write the highlights of the day. I try to keep track of, of my life, the places I worked, the jobs I was doing, the, the people I was with, the events I was at, keep event notes and, and all of those things. I try to bullet point those a little bit more than I do in actual, like, dear diary, here is what happened today. I don't do that. That's not me. I personally like the Ziegler performance planner. This will maybe be a product of the day if there's an affiliate link for it. I don't know. If Just go buy the Ziegler Performance Planner. It is an awesome personal management and goal achievement system. I use it to write out my big goals at the beginning of the year or at the, at the end of the previous year, and then I track my progress to those goals throughout the year. Now, it's very difficult for me to stay on track with that. It often ends up becoming more of a journal than it does the the moving me forward towards my goals. But the every year that I utilize this thing, I get better and better at using it like it's supposed to be used to keep me on track towards my goals. I have at least three years worth of this journal, and I'm definitely going to use it again next year, I believe. I, I've gone between this and I used another one. I don't remember what it's called. Four years ago, I used that other one. I really liked it as well. So I'm not sure which one I'm going to go with this coming year or if I'll find a new one. But I do really like the Ziegler Performance Planner. So if you're looking for a new planner slash journal, go check that one out. But it's so easy when we start out with journaling or with any project. We're very enthusiastic about it. Um, when it's brand new, there's a lot to explore, just like all the different journals. And you're going through it and all the different things. But as time goes by, we kind of figure out what works. And then as we figure out what works, we fall into a rut of doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's especially true with journaling or planning and whatever you want to call it, writing in your diary. There's nothing wrong with making or with, with doing entries that are kind of the same template day after day, but it does get to be a little bit boring. So when you fall into that kind of a routine, 
then it becomes easy to just start skipping because it's boring. Like who wants to go sit there, write down, I went to this job again today. I drove this many miles. I did this many hours of work and this is the kind of work I did. This is who I saw. Like that, that gets boring. So you often skip or maybe even quit altogether. If you look at my journals, my planners, at the beginning of the year, probably the first three to four months, nearly every single day is filled out. After that, it starts to uh, – you find a few more spaces in in the pages there. And then towards the end of the year, you find more empty space than filled in spaces. And that that's because of this process, this – the routine of it gets boring. I don't want to do it. I don't want to take the time to plan it out or to fill it in and all of that. But there is a kind of a simple, maybe not easy, but simple solution to that. And that is making it fresh, keeping it interesting, doing different things each day or at least a couple of times a week. So it, that might help you get for, look forward to getting back into the planning or journaling stage the same way you did at the beginning, at the beginning of the year. So I've got a few ideas of uh, what you can do to make it more fun again. Sometimes you just really need a boost, like a positive charge to help change your attitude towards life. That energy can supercharge your journaling as well. You know, just if you get a quick buzz of positive energy, take a, just a moment to jot it down, like one positive thing that happened in that, in that moment. You don't have to write out a big long paragraph, just a bullet point of the good things that happened, whether it's a huge thing or something little. And why did it feel good to you? That's you know, just write that down. You can also check up on your goals. So like I use this performance planner to help me achieve my goals and I forget to check those sometimes. So as you fall into the routine of, of the daily grind, we forget to go back to the goals and to keep setting goals and, and to keep tr on track with those goals. So it's helpful from time to time to go back and, and look at those things and be like, am I on track with that? What am I doing that is taking me off of track? And how can I get back on track? What am I doing this week? Or what did I do yesterday? What can I do tomorrow to move me towards those goals? The third thing you can do is to talk about your successes. So we often look at the mountain of goals that we have set. Like, Oh, I didn't journal for 87 days this year, right? And and we look at the huge mountain of things that we want to do or, or this big goal that we have. We look at it as one chunk. But if we break it down into individual sections of a trail, like, man, I made it to the first switchback or I wrote things down in my journal yesterday. Yes, that's awesome. I love it. That feels great. When we do that, it gives us a little boost to keep going. So talk about it. Don't be afraid to feel good or to tell somebody, man, I did this awesome thing yesterday and I wrote it down. Like I will remember that in the future. That thing that I wrote down, that thing that happened to me or that I did and then I wrote it down, I'm going to remember that in the future and I'm going to be able to come back to that thing and it's going to give me a boost to the next step in life. 
That is going to fuel my future success because I will remember that because I wrote it down. I won't be like, oh, man, what was that thing? I don't remember what that thing was. I just don't know. So don't be afraid to um, revel in your successes. But what about your failures? If something's gone wrong in your life, what about that? What do you do with that? Do you just like erase that from the histories? No. You know, there's always lessons to be learned when something doesn't work out for you. So if you can analyze what went wrong, like, okay, today I failed at whatever. What went wrong? Like, think about what led up to that. What what brought that failure or that bad decision on? And then what the lessons were and how you can do it differently next time. And that also will fuel your success. Another thing you can do is to-do lists. Now, some people, their most of their journaling is to-do lists and, and checking it off, but a lot of people don't. So as you sit down each morning with your journal or your planner and write out your to-do list and then come back and check it off. I mentioned Nicole Sauce is my three things method, and she comes up with three things to do today to move her towards her goals. And that's her to-do list. And then as she checks those off, she gets that boost of dopamine. And it, it's a really good feeling to, to get those successes, to get those wins. And then you can add more to it throughout the day. Then you need to figure out where things went wrong. That, that's part of the failures thing too. So if you haven't written in your journal for a while, like I often do, and, and you want to get back into it, you could start out by writing down like what happened? What did I, what did, what was the last thing that I, that I put in there? Why did, what, was there something that happened there that made me stop? What kept me from coming back to writing things down or from tracking things? What needs to be resolved? Did I get bored, lose enthusiasm? Like what happened? What can I do differently? Then you need to look at the balance of your life. If you're pulled in so many different directions, like I get at times, your life is out of balance. And and I know, you know, balance balance can be a little bit overrated because when you're doing something, you need to be doing the thing. Like when I'm in construction, I don't when I'm doing the work, I don't need to be in balance with keeping up with my social media and and all of those things. I need to be at work. That's not balance. I'm out of balance focused on that. But life overall needs to have a decent balance in it. Like you need to have time to put into the income generation, but you also need to have time to rest and recharge. And when you don't have enough of that time in, you feel pulled in so many different directions and little things that are important in the long run often get lost in the way. And that is remembering the things to be grateful for. That's remembering what went on at this point in my life. And that's the point of journaling, I think. Writing the writing those things down so that you can look back on them and be grateful. And even if you don't ever look back, writing things down helps solidify that in your memory, helps solidify the lessons in your brain. It it trains those neural pathways. So kind of look at the balance of your life as you as you go through journaling and what think of the things that you are doing right. And the things that you could change. Another thing you can look at is, is your financial sense. If you're having money issues, 
your journal can be a great place to to help you track how you're spending. It can it can uh it's a good place to write down your savings goals and and your progress towards that. And if you've done something good with your finances lately, give yourself a pat on the back. Like write down I am awesome in your journal. You should probably write that down anyway because there are awesome things about you. There's awesome things about me even though I have a hard time seeing it. There is. It's I'm pretty awesome, okay? Deal with it. <laughs> Even though that's hard for me to say, I have a hard time believing it. Every single one of us has awesome things about us. So don't don't be afraid to give yourself a pat on the back when you've had a success, especially in the area of finances because that is such a difficult thing for so many different people. Another thing that you can do if you've kind of fallen off of the uh the journal train or if it's just kind of grown stale and gotten bored with you try doing it at a different time of the day so if you normally do mornings and it's just like the last thing you want to do after you get up in the morning try it in the evenings or try it at noon or take a break in the middle of the afternoon and and write a few things down jot some things down just try something different switch it up it's you know it's just an experiment life is an experiment meant to be lived and enjoyed so just do things do it Differently, if it doesn't feel right at the time you're doing it, switch it up. It's okay. The next thing you can do is to write some ideas down. You know, all of us have ideas from time to time. Very few of us act on those ideas. It's been said, I think that we have, like, I don't remember, I want to say six, but it's probably more than that, ideas every single year that could make us multimillionaires. How many of us are multimillionaires? Like, how many million-dollar ideas have you had in your life? If we have six a year, that's a lot. Six times, you know, say from the time I'm 15 on or 16 on, that's like 20 years of million-dollar ideas. I should have $20 million, but I haven't acted on those ideas. I haven't followed through on the ideas that could make me a million dollars. So write down your ideas. That gets those creative juices stirring. That helps you to... Um, it, it builds your creativity. It allows you to think more clearly because you don't have all those ideas bouncing around in your head. You get them out of your head on paper and then you can uh, distill the remaining ideas down in your head. The really important ones, the ones that you want to focus on and you can build those ideas out. Cause if you have 50 ideas in your head, like you always have ideas and they're all bouncing around in your head, 50 of them, and they get jumbled up and they get mixy and you don't know which is which. And you don't know which one to focus on. But if you can write them down, you can be like, man, you know, 49 of those ideas are, yeah, they're pretty good. They're not bad. But man, that one idea, that's a good idea. I'm going to focus on that one. I'm going to roll that one around in my head. Take that one off the paper. Put it somewhere separate. Put it on the background on your phone or put it on a sticky note behind your desk or something. Something where you see it and it is rolling around in your brain, okay? And and that idea can grow into something massive. That can be your million-dollar idea. You don't need $50 million ideas. You need one $50 million idea. It doesn't even have to be that much. It can be a $50,000 idea. It can be a $50 idea, but it's a start, okay? We're always, we're all about starting. If you don't start, you're never going to finish. So you got to start before you can hope to finish. 
The next thing is to start small. If you're having trouble, you know, if you've fallen off of that bandwagon, you know, don't make a smaller goal. Don't don't think you need to write down a longer post every time you sit down again. Sorry, make a smaller goal. <laughs> make a smaller goal. I'm I can't read my own writing here. Um, you don't need to make a huge long post every time you sit down. Just one sentence, one bullet point. Just sit down and be like, okay, I'm gonna write one five word sentence about what I did today, about the day. And you'll write that down and something else will come to you and you'll write down another. Next thing you know, you'll have a big long paragraph. So just write something little down. It, it, it's okay. Another thing you can do is try a different journal. If you don't like what you've been using, try something else. You're not married to it. You're not, you don't, you're not stuck with, with the Ziegler Performance Planner because Ken said you need to get the Ziegler Performance Planner. You can also get this other one called uh, the Passion Planner, which I need to look through it and see if I like it as good as the Ziegler Performance Planner. I remember I really liked it when I got it and was going to go with it a second year. And then I found the Ziegler Performance Planner and went with that one. So just try something different. Just do something, anything. Or try a different journaling style. You can change things up that way. Um, try a bullet journal or an art journal or anything, whatever it is. You know, you, you might write a letter to somebody and uh, post, like, that can be a page in your journal. Or whatever it may be. Just try something different. Another thing that you could do is to find a journaling partner or someone that can keep you accountable. Like, if you have a good friend and... Uh, you know that they also like journaling or want to journal more, talk to them and say, hey, look, text me every morning at this time and say, hey, have you, have you written in your journal today? What have you done today to help you remember the good things that you have right now? Or to help you remember how hard your life was so that you can look back on it in a year or five years or 25 years and Remember the lessons that you learned in this hard time in your life. That's the point of journaling is to remember how good you have it and remember the lessons that you learned when life was rough for you. And do the same for them. Text them and be like, hey, what did you write down today? You know, what, what, what happened? Tell me, tell me one thing that you wrote in your journal. A couple other things that you can try just to uh, make it a little bit more fun is to go somewhere else to journal. You know, uh, if you normally sit down at your little corner table and write things there today, go sit down beside the river and write down, write things down out there or go sit out in the woods or go watch your chickens and write things down there or go sit out by the, uh, go sit in the parking lot at Walmart and watch the people and get inspiration from that. Like go switch up your location, find somewhere else to get those creative juices flowing. You might try using your other hand. I'm not ambidextrous. Uh, my left-handed writing is awful. My right-handed writing is bad enough. My left-handed writing is, uh, it, I should be a doctor, you know, uh, times 10. Really, I should. And then you can also create some ambiance. So if you normally sit down, Go, go to a standing desk. Um, if you normally have a cup of coffee, make some hot tea instead or put on some nice music or, like I said, go sit out in the woods, whatever. Just change things up from time to time. That can 
stir those creative juices. You need something that kickstarts those, the, the creativity for you. So that's, that's all I've got. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty, a lot of things to try. I'll go through them really quick here. Um, the tips to bring you back to journaling or to, uh, to jumpstart you into it. You need a positive charge. Check up on your goals. Uh, shout out your successes. Talk about your failures and the lessons you've learned. Make a to-do list. Figure out where things went wrong. Check the balance of your life. Check your financial status or your financial sense. My status is very low right now, but my sense is getting better and better. Choosing a different time to write at the day. Write down some ideas. Starting small, trying a different journal, changing things up, finding a partner to journal with, um, journaling at a different location, using your other hand, and changing up the ambiance of where you do your journaling. I hope that's helped you out today. I, I hope that's given you some ideas to really get you back into the journaling or maybe uh, get you started in it. If you want, if you like the show and want to support the work I do, just send me all your money. That that's all you need to do. Just uh, send send your money. My PayPal is kenash at pm dot me. <laughs> but if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to do that, you can listen to the show on a podcast two point app like Fountain. Uh, that's fountain.fm. From there, you can support the show with Bitcoin. If you don't know anything about Bitcoin and you would like to learn, I'd love to help you learn that. I can walk you through setting up a wallet and purchasing your first Bitcoin and and getting into cryptocurrency. I can help you out with that. I also have a friend who wrote a great ebook on getting started with cryptocurrency. So I can send you the link to that ebook if you're interested in that. Just reach out to me and I can hook you up with it. And I also want to invite you. I I've started a membership community Currently, it for November and December, it is free to join. Starting in January, there will be a charge. I'm going to talk, be talking a little bit more about that probably next week. But right now, for November, we are going through, we're listening to the Strangest Secret audio every single day. We're going to meet twice a month, and we're going to talk about what we're learning inside of that. And I, I came up with my own companion journal for the Strangest Seeker audio to help you um, figure out what actions you need to take to create the life and career that you love living, to design that lifestyle of freedom like we always talk about on the podcast. So if you're interested in joining that, just reach out to me. Send me an email to ken at constructiveliberty.com and say, I want to join the mastermind and I'll know what you're talking about. I'll hook you up. We'll, we'll get you in there. So don't worry. I will have, uh, December is going to be talking about setting goals and it's going to be a really good one. We're, we're going to go through together setting those goals to move us towards a life that we want to live. It's going to be a lot of fun. And don't forget to go click the links down in the show notes where you can uh, join Dan Miller's Goal Setting Masterclass. Again, that is completely free. But if you end up joining his community through that, uh, through my link, I will get a commission off of that, just so you know. Question of the day is, do you journal? And if so, what 
what kind of journal and what style of journaling do you do? Love to hear from you. Do good work.